0: Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if, like, my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. Is put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't think we need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom.
1: Maybe. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So, SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket... On a drone ship is key. Charger, charger, <laughs> charger. How <charger, laughs> no. am I only
0: expected to drive a car without autopilot safely?
1: Charger, charger, <laughs> charger. I you know I'm not a good parker, yeah. Tom. I'll be in the first to admit. I yeah. Just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. Six, six, all the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. To Tesla. You don't even yeah, have to remember so like that.
0: that you've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I
1: wouldn't
2: call it a screw up. Do you like your Model X? God,
1: it's beautiful. <laughs> Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. It's time for uh, Talking Tester 168. It's a big show, a large show, a grand show, except it's not quite the usual show because you know, we recorded for two hours and 45 minutes, but the first hour and a half at least was just unusable drivel. And that is because I was suffering from severe jet lag and frankly, I'd had a few drinks while watching the Super Bowl. And so I then collapsed on the couch and then I woke up at 3am roaming the streets. Jet lag is the real deal so let's just have tom and robert take it from here ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and uh i'll tell you more about what's happening with the show the big show the large show the grand show and the daily show uh, at another time here they are robert tom they're better than me anyway you've learned that from the daily show with them rather than with me i know it's upsetting but it's true here we go okay so
0: the model y 10 months from announcement of reveal to we're production, we, we to there, serious no. production, right? And we talked about... And Shanghai. And Shanghai.
2: Literally 12 months from breaking ground to the first cars coming out the back door.
0: Which, based on another YouTube video I saw about China building a new hospital for the, for the coronavirus outbreak.
2: Multiple. They're building two hospitals in a week.
0: They built one in 10 days. Yes. There's a YouTube time-lapse of it. 10 days. Yes. Beautifully done. And pretty amazing.
2: Whether or not it's functional, I don't know, but...
0: But that's all right. Yeah. Okay. And so here's the thing that I really wanted to ask you about. All right. So then they started to talk about the Cybertruck. Elon started to talk about the Cybertruck. And he talked about... He said this... I'm going to paraphrase, but it's pretty close to... Can I say it in an Elon voice? No. I'm going to paraphrase, but it's pretty close to a quote. The demand... Is incredible. Never seen levels of demand like it. So the question that I have for you, and the skeptical friend of mine thinks it's because it's only a $100 deposit. Do you feel like he's gotten its higher demand than the three was initially? Well, I know people
2: who put down three deposits and don't have an intention of buying one. Three deposits for the Cybertruck? Yes, sir. Why? I've asked this question. Mm -hmm. I think that it's almost like a Fabergé egg effect. People feel that, number one, it's a Tesla, that it's sort of like what happened with the Model 3, that a lot of us went to the store and stood in the line and put down a maximum. Of whatever, two times a hundred dollars, or was two times 000, a thousand dollars? A lot sorry, of us was a thousand dollars. I mean, if you're
0: talking about a lot of us in this room, half of us, half of us did that. You did not. I went. I did it online. All right. You did it in the store. But still, first day
2: prior, first day, I'm, I'm taking a Rolaids because Mel got me all acidified oh, in my, my stop stomach. Stop talking. <laughs> 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 a lot. Of us put down $1,000 or two times Mm $1,000 before the the car, the Model 3, was even unveiled. That was that Fabergé egg effect. Now we have the Cybertruck comes out on stage, blows everybody's mind. First, I should say, it made everybody sick to their stomach. Mm-hmm. Then it blew their mind. And then people are putting $100 down as fast as f- whatever, fast mm-hmm. as skillet pancakes or something. And I think a lot of people are either wanting the truck or expecting they're going to sell the truck to someone else because it's going to come out early. But it it was a frenzied Kind of an event. I can't get it through my head why so many people put their money down and bought, or put so much money down. I think it was a hundred dollars. It should have been a thousand. I think they probably made it a hundred just so that they could blow everyone in the truck world away.
0: Right, but they don't. But they didn't even announce the numbers, so that doesn't even make sense. In a lot of ways, I heard over two hundred and fifty thousand at one point from them. Yes, officially. They made an official announcement of Cybertruck order numbers. There truck were a bunch numbers. of
2: tweets by Elon, Cybertruck tweets, where he was like 150,000, 200,000, 250,000. There was a series of tweets about okay. the Cybertruck. But
0: didn't they have like 400,000 Model
2: 3 orders at one point? Within 24 hours, they had hundreds of thousands. They The team, and I've talked to people who worked at Tesla Fremont, they were freaking out that there were so many orders for the Model 3 because they had no idea that they were going to get that kind of demand.
0: Okay. So there, so there's that, right? So, so this is what I'm saying. Does this feel... If you're fact-checking this statement with what we just talked about, do you believe that that's true?
2: What? What's your question? When he
0: said, never seen levels of demand like this.
2: I don't know about that.
0: Right. I mean... It, I thought he wasn't allowed to say things like that anymore.
2: True. It's like, what do they call that? Forward-looking statements? It's
0: an earnings call. This is a very important situation. So Here, that's what makes on me... on
2: November 23rd, Elon Musk, 146,000 Cybertruck orders so far, with 42% choosing dual, 41% try, and 17% single motor. And then these pop-ups. He sends out another and he says again with no advertising, no paid endorsement. Then he tweets 187k. Then he tweets 200k. So yeah, the, he keeps tweeting numbers that keep but showing up. But none it going of those
0: up. are anywhere near the numbers we saw for model 3. That's all I'm asking. That's right. all I'm saying. I just that, that bothered me because it feels not true. First off, A, we're talking about so far the numbers you've mentioned are all under the Model 3 numbers. And it was a tenth of the deposit on top of it. The 200,000 came four days, not even three days after the launch. Okay. Well, so it's possible, but he's, still, he's not announcing those numbers. And I would just prefer that he give us numbers. Because I, I as we've gotten farther and farther away from the Cybertruck and as we look at it, I looked at it again today. And the dual motor has about 300 miles of range, but the tri-motor has 500 miles of range. Correct. Which is pretty darn impressive. Crazy. And it's 70. So let's say it's 14,000 more than the Y. Right. Right. that you, we talked about a little while ago, 14,000. But that's coming still. The Y is like here. What's the Cybertruck going to be? No, I get that. The Cybertruck's going to be here mm-hmm. at some point, and it may be, if things go like this, it could be six, 700 miles of range for that vehicle, just out of efficiencies, just out of improvements. And I mean, they purchased Maxwell. They purchased some other battery manufacturing company recently.
2: Yeah, but when you're talking about a truck... What do the people, well, I shouldn't say this in such a broad statement, but what do a lot of people, maybe the majority of people who buy a truck do with it? Yeah, they toasting. carry
0: heavy. Yeah, I'm not saying that he shouldn't do it. I'm right. just saying so a that like 500 mile
2: could- truck is not going to be a 500 mile truck. It's going to be a truck for two hundred and seventy-five miles,
0: right. or or it's going to be delivered with seven hundred miles of range
2: potentially. I don't know,
0: right? I don't know. I mean, again, I would there's love a lot.
2: to go to that battery investor day in April, which yeah. that was a pushback, right? It was supposed to be this. What? Last month,
0: yeah, end in of year.
2: January. But now mm-hmm. it's going to be after the first quarter. But he also said that the Cybertruck, uh, along the lines of what you're saying, the product is better than people even realize.
0: Right. But that's. But this. This is happening, right? This is happening with the Y, right? It's better than they announced it already, right, and right. It, ten months later, mm-hmm. and and they're going to have two years to nibble around the bits of the Cybertruck and make it better. <laughs> Right. Like they're going to nibble around all the little things. They're going to be able to, like, play with all the coefficients. They're going to be able to increase the quality of the drivetrain efficiency. Yeah, exactly. Right. They're going to the be able motors. to do, you know, it's going to have bigger tires. So that's going to have an impact on range and, and all that. Yeah, other and I like stuff.
2: that uh, Elon basically uh, gave a one line statement that really wraps up. Why is Tesla so damn successful at what they're doing? He said it's world class engineering. And he has done an amazing job, as has SpaceX, both Tesla and SpaceX, at attracting amazing engineering talent. And they have an ethos of pushing the limits, pushing through to make things that no one even imagined could be done. And that's, I think, one of the main reasons Tesla is as valuable as it is today and going to be more valuable tomorrow.
0: And in the last decade, they produced... One thousand this year, they can produce a thousand times more vehicles right. than they could ten years ago.
2: That's pretty impressive. Although ten years ago they didn't have, you know, a big ramped up. Right, but imagine. Factory.
0: In, so they built the Shanghai Gigafactory in less than a year. Correct. They're gonna. They've started building the German digging holes at least for the German Gigafactory. Or at least digging
2: up bombs.
0: Digging up bombs <laughs> for that thing. So. That's the thing is like how many factories could they build in a decade? Well,
2: if you look at the ARC technology, they're looking at six total car producing or vehicle producing factories in by 2024.
0: Right. With each one of them having their own battery lines, right, which gives they would need six times the quantity of batteries being made. It's very, very impressive what these guys are doing. And that's why, you know, at the end of the day, the valuations that, That we were talked about, you know, like are are quite possible in the fifteen thousand a share. Although maybe they'll do splitting, so it won't get that high. Who knows?
2: And in the uh, the documents that Tesla put out, this sort of slide deck that uh, came with the earnings call on uh, whatever page this is sixteen, they showed the layout of the Tesla factory in Fremont for car production versus the Tesla factory in China. This is just one of the most instructive photographs that I saw in here, and it shows that to make a car in Fremont, they have to go from the stamping department and kind of do a dog leg into the body in white welding department, and then they have to kind of go out and along this line and back to another section and another building for the paint, and then out of the paint shop, it's got to go into another section which has to U-turn the cars around for general assembly, and it's kind of a, a bit of a physics mess. It's a tangle, whereas the Gigafactory in China, it's basically one long U-turn. Stamping, so in other words, raw material comes in at the one end, goes all the way down the line, body and white welding, Then it goes through the paint shop, which is all contiguous, takes a U-turn out into the general assembly, and then boom, cars come out and there's a road and there's, I assume, transportation to get those cars to where they need to go. And the Model Y factory, which they've already broken ground on in Shanghai, will be, I'm sure, the same. And the cars will just flow out in the same nice U-turn kind of method, and that tells me that they can make cars a lot less expensive because the cars spend less time going from stamping parts to driving out the door.
0: Yeah, but you said Model Y factory. You meant well, Model Y line in the factory? Right? No, they're so building a, a second factory. Factory, so that, on that site,
2: uh, it's a it's just behind on the next okay. field over. More melons will be injured in the development of the Tesla Model Y in China. Crazy. It's crazy where they're going to build the Y looking at this and thinking about the size and the quantities that they have to push to do that at Fremont. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really curious how the hell they're going to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. In a tent? I mean, you're thinking, we're thinking they're going to build one and a half to two times as many Model Ys You think they're as ever Model 3s? Do you
0: think initially we're going to get Ys from China here? Not or with never? import duties. Mm. Although I thought we covered that. I thought we made a deal with China and we're in good shape with them.
2: I don't know. What's it going to be in six yeah, months, three point. months? I think they're going to start pumping out Ys, but they're not going to be at the volume that people here want. And that'll probably give them the impetus to borrow more capital and maybe finish Gigafactory one in Nevada and then put the Model Y assembly up there. I
0: think the hard thing about that, though, is that they got to get, you know, experienced uh, auto workers to live there. Right. Right. I mean,
2: already the price of real estate and the cost of renting up there is crazy and the traffic building up going into Gigafactory 1 is pretty, ugh.
0: Yeah, they need to, hyper, they need to hyperloop it.
2: So they they sort of um, talked about how the first quarter don't expect a lot of profit in Tesla's first quarter mm-hmm. in 2020, because again, this is the month where people don't buy that many cars. and. We have the coronavirus, which has shut down the Shanghai factory for
0: one or two weeks. It's also messed with the supply chain. I'd like to talk about the coronavirus for a minute, if you don't mind. I'd Just a very, very short amount of time. So we've gotten— Very happy to
2: talk about we've it. We've
0: gotten a lot of very negative press about the coronavirus in general. And yes, the coronavirus is very deadly mm-hmm. It, from a percentage standpoint of like 2%. people who get sick, people who die. But I will say this. this is a public service announcement to the people of the United States of America. 80,000 people a year will die from the regular flu. That is so true. 80,000. Yes. So keep that in mind when you decide to not get a flu vaccination. The average number percentage of Americans who get the flu vaccine each year is just around 47%.
2: That's really sad.
0: And the number, the goal is around 70%. And I talked to a to a doctor mm-hmm. who basically had somebody come into his clinic, yeah, and freaking out about the coronavirus who hadn't right? gotten freaking the flu out, vaccine. and and he was like, it, yeah, like had not gotten the flu vaccine and left his office <laughs> and Excuse left me. his office without getting the flu vaccine. Crazy. So, like, get the flu vaccine.
2: I have seen in the last 3 weeks an astounding number of people sickened by the flu and when i say sickened i don't mean like a runny nose and a little stuffiness i mean sick
0: the flu kills people robert 40,000 for 10,000 people have already died yes if let's say on the average flu season and i did the math on this i don't know how accurate this is but i did some math on it on the average year 80,000 americans die from the flu do you know how many people if, have
2: died of coronavirus so far? This I think it's today's or, number or fifty-two or three hundred and
0: sixty-one. Like yeah, so very, very few. Correct in in in, in 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 raw numbers. In raw numbers, and then if if we got to seventy percent, just imagine if we got to the seventy percent goal, you could possibly save forty thousand American lives every year. That's right. Do you know how? Okay, we have about nineteen thousand cities in this country. Approximately. Okay. And about 16,000 of them are under 50,000 population.
2: So you're saying like a whole city could be saved.
0: Yeah. A whole city. city. And most of this country consists of those cities. So the chances are somebody listening to this lives in one of those towns and they could walk around that town and imagine every single person in that town every year dies from the flu. It could be like the Andromeda strain in your town. Get your vaccines. Yeah, get your flu vaccine. Get a flu shot.
2: That I can't tell you. I've gotten one every single year since at least 1990. Unbelievable. I've never gotten ill from the flu vaccine. It might have made my arm sore. I might have felt a little under the weather afterwards. We have a solution for that. It's called Tylenol or acetaminophen, or Motrin or Advil or ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Get over it and get a flu shot. Okay, so it's let's... not even too late now to get a it flu isn't.
0: shot. No, so you should. It's never too late. Okay. Yes. So then they the so they they talked about a lot of things. The Y is gonna have higher gross margins overall than the three, and we sort of all knew that they're charging a little bit more. One of the main drivers for the margins on their vehicles is people who buy full self driving and autopilot, right? Because you have to right. imagine, right? The that that's a an additional seven thousand dollars per car. Yeah, I was taken back by that. Right. And that is and and I think they said in the states more people are are getting the the full self driving stuff than, than in China, in, than in China, That's and right. in Europe as well. I believe for the because cars the that price are going point in China,
2: there. the folks there they don't make as much money as we do, and in fact,
0: well, and the features aren't working in China as much because they haven't trained them on their hmm. roads.
2: I don't know about as that. Much. That's okay. what he said. He
0: said there like there's not as much features in the Chinese. Software.
2: I didn't. I don't remember that from the call, but I'll give that to you.
0: But I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. That like so. So you know, driving people once they get because it it was it was all part of the feature complete. Somebody asked about feature complete full self driving. Right, right, they missed that. They missed the deadline, which was supposed to be 2019. They did not reach that goal. And he said they still had a few oh, months right. more. This and is in, where... and in, that was a question during the question and answer period. Right. And, uh, and in that, he said that's a big part of it is if they can get to feature complete and they can get those things out there and make it working, they think that's going to be a huge driver of additional revenue and margins. That's right. Because in China, the then, then they'll the be able
2: to get all those folks to pay right. another seven grand or whatever exactly. it is in yuan. Right to to in institute full self driving right. definitely
0: so it's important and the, you know their t- their engineering team is working on all of that and it's uh, you know good stuff
2: it was also great cuz elon stepped it back and also acknowledged that they are late on full self or feature complete mm-hmm. and somebody said well what does feature complete mean and he says that there is some chance That the car will drive you from home to work and you won't have to intervene. And there were like some chances. He changes it every time. It's greater than 0%. (laughs) (laughs) So it could be 0.01 chance. You could drive to work and back a 1,000 times and – It'll work once,
0: and I'll give you a. That disappointed the hell out of me. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so I'll give you an analogy. He seems to constantly be moving the goalposts around. <laughs> it is like yeah. uh, one day they're eighty yards apart, and one day they're hundred yards apart. Like, what are you, what are you doing, buddy? Well, like, that gave
2: me pause as I was yeah. putting together my order mm-hmm. for the Model Three. Do I want to spend seven grand? You know well, you're gonna. Do I want to spend? Seventy, seven hundred, well, or eight, or nine thousand, when it actually becomes available, and in the meantime, I could take that seven grand and buy Tesla stock.
0: You could, but you also don't get autopilot at all. Yeah, you don't get you don't get yeah. the current version, right? Because I use of the way, a lot. because of the way they moved the features around in that thing, like the not the gold getting posts. it.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. The, oh. you know,
0: you're not get it, and that's one of the reasons why I haven't put the other four thousand dollars is because I have. All of the things that currently work in the $7,000 thing that you buy because of when I bought my car. So I have the auto park and I have all of that stuff. And I have the summon, I have the advanced summon. Elon, (laughs) are you
2: listening? How about you put in a little checkbox next to autopilot and just say, Purchase $7,000 worth of Tesla stock today and we'll give you the Autopilot, but we won't give you all of the the final autopilot features. Then you'll have to buck up some more money, or I don't know. There should be some way. That's a
0: terrible idea. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting thought, but it's not a good one. It's not a good idea. All right, forget that. All right, check that one.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So he said feature complete. He was hopeful, but it's not happened in twenty nineteen. Maybe in a few months. And um, he says there's been so much work that's gone into the core autopilot software and the AI hardware team. He talked about video training, Mm -hmm. labeling efficiency, that it's a a thousand times better than it was earlier. Mm -hmm. And that now they're trying to use all eight cameras simultaneously. And I didn't understand it a lot, but... There's a lot of talk about that on the Internet and how that is a really big step forward. And that uh, challenges all the other automakers at what they do.
0: And it probably challenges the CPU that's in the current hardware to try to get that many cameras working at the same time. I had a very – I had an autopilot identification thing happen to me on my way over here today that I had never seen before. So I was driving down – a medium-sized side street, you know, a bunch of apartments, a lot of cars, double parked. And there was a gentleman in the street, you know, on the street side, kind of walking, you know, on the— on. So I'm driving north, and he's walking south okay. on the street side of cars and at a pretty good clip. Like he had just parked his car? Yeah, cars? like he was parking his car, but he was walking, like, back towards other cars or whatever. Okay. And I was— Close enough to him, and probably by 30 yards out, my car started beep, 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 and, like, his effigy on my screen turned red, and it was, like, a human. Like, I had never seen this. Did the brakes engage? To this extent. No, the brakes didn't engage because I was off to the side of him. I wasn't, like, going towards him, but it was definitely, like, there's a human here, and he got, like, big and took up, you know— a big part of the screen. It was really Whoa. quite interesting and turned red and was blinking and it was... it was. I wish I had... I mean, I was trying not to kill the person so obviously I couldn't yeah, take it. Yeah, we
2: should just mount a GoPro in your car for yeah. an <laughs> observation. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that was an That's interesting scary. thing that in fact, I had never seen before. A,
2: a, a, a runner preparing for the marathon was just killed the other day in Santa Monica because he was running and had a trip and fall and a truck was coming by mm. and it was just Very disaster, terrible... Yeah. Heart goes out to everybody yeah, who was yeah, yeah. affected. But these are these quick – uh set, you know, like if you're not paying attention and you're in autopilot and you're looking down, you're focused on something, a yeah. screen mm-hmm. or your lap where you just put some – I don't know. Mm-hmm. And something like that happens, you're toast. Yeah, you yeah. cannot take over that quickly. That's why it's so important to stay focused. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how many – autopilot disasters were up to at this point, but Elon is still driving very hard. Right. And he talked about the insurance product.
0: And I was not in autopilot when this happened, just to be clear. Okay. I was driving and the it just was the, the his, you know, it was basically a warning that something is there and that something is a human.
2: And it really got your attention. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, instantly. So it was great. And it was it was dark, right, just after dusk. And he was wearing dark clothing. So again, very grateful for that aspect. But and, let's go back to the gig factory. So they Started, they also discussed. Like, somebody asked a question about gross margins at China versus Fremont, right? Because the cars are a little cheaper in China, they are, but the margins are the same again because they're using local labor, local supply chain. They've started to like fill out their local China supply chain. And what you said earlier, the more efficient flow of vehicles down the line. So my guess is it takes less labor hours per vehicle or less time from like when the vehicle is started to be produced to when the vehicle ends being produced so they can get out of the door a little bit faster. So that's. That stuff is very, very cool. And then again, we he talked about the range. He wasn't specific about whether or not what the current range on the X is. And the reason that they're still reading it, the S is reading as 373, even though it's in the 3As, is because they haven't gotten the EPA certification. Right. That would on take that time and they don't yet. want to focus right, on so that. So they're just, they're not bothering.
2: And that tells me that there's probably going to be another range increase, yeah. bump up. But it's hard on people who are traditionally you know thinking like oh do i want to buy the audi from 2020 or do i want to buy the audi from 2018 they look at their financing and they are everything's already established tesla's always moving the goalposts yeah. and the range and the efficiency is constantly changing yeah. and you may not know which one you have
0: right and you may not even know what you're getting at when you're getting it and then the next question that's was about that's why i'm thinking I'm do i want to buy
2: the model 3 tonight or do I wanna like think, Okay, well let's see. The insurance company will give me thirty days of a rental car. Maybe I'll drive an ice car around for thirty days just to delay my purchase.
0: You don't need to. to. You point. have the
2: three. You have Mel's three. I know, but his son's gonna go on spring break soon. Nah.
0: Nah. You're fine. <laughs> Got plenty of cars over there.
2: Don't worry about it. <laughs> just drive it until he says, No more and then put my order in. You I don't know. You can borrow
0: my vault if you want.
2: Oh, okay. Thank you.
0: I mean, or I can drive it and you can drive my three. I don't care.
2: (laughs) All we're trying to do is get to the most up-to-date version, the Model 3.3 hardware, the best autopilot. I just want want to see that car
0: drive me to work all the way on autopilot. I think we all want to see that, Robert, because you keep crashing cars. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the next thing they ask, uh, somebody asked a question about Starlink antennas on Teslas. Oh, my
2: God. Please. this These guys drive me nuts. These institutional guys, they need to can read what the hell's... That's been asked before. Yeah. That was asked two earnings calls yeah. ago. And Elon said, why? It's a non-starter. You don't need it. Just use the cell network. Right. Oh, what if you're out in the middle of nowhere? Well, then you can stick this stupid thing on your car. Stop! I don't yeah. even want to talk about it. It's yeah. It stupid. seems like
0: the more and more people ask questions about Starlink, that really like the reason for building Starlink is to provide internet access to rural areas, not necessarily to for mobile people and to boats. boats right.
2: Yeah, I mean this is to places where you cannot right. get. And so that means it's, it's also going to be expensive. expensive. It's also going to be funded. By the people who need to get, like, instant trading happening between London yeah. and New York. That's true. That's who's going to be the
0: biggest buyer of Starlink. And, and if you, and I thought about this a little bit, and I, and again, I don't know the answer to this question, but I was just, I, I imagine it's very, very, the differences are very high. So the cost, it feels like what we've seen is the cost of building out the entire Starlink network it's a ton of is money. around $10 billion. How much? $10 Billion, billion yeah. $10 billion. Yeah. But imagine what it costs to build a terrestrial internet network. Like, oh, you have to pay for covering, the land covering, up, like the entire country in fiber optics, for instance. That's oh, got to be far more, much, much more than Laying ten billion cables dollars. Cables under the ocean, right? So then, so so Tesla then becomes this company. You know, you have the car company and you have the energy company, and then you have this potential that SpaceX, and obviously we know it's SpaceX, it's not Tesla, right. has this. This capability of being maybe the largest telecom in the world as well. Yes. With, with like a pretty minor investment in infrastructure relative to any other, mind, doesn't it? any other company as well, right?
2: Well, this is – I saw something uh, – I think it was an article that was tweeted about Elon Musk, the first trillionaire. That doesn't seem too far fetched. I mean, the, at com- all. the
0: company's worth 117 billion dollars right now. Tesla. Tesla. Market right. value. Okay. Right. Just Tesla. Yes. And he owns all most of SpaceX, I believe. I don't know. He must have some. No, there doesn't.
2: are shares that have gone to employees of SpaceX, and there are institutional investments. But he must have SpaceX. most of it. He's got a. He always. This is Elon's 51 percent or something. Just to have controlling interest. Right. So I think of uh, Tesla. He doesn't, he has Mm -hmm. like 20% right now, but still he and his family are a big voting block. And whoever else owns a big chunk votes with Tesla, with uh, Elon. But
0: like we said earlier, like some people are predicting Tesla potentially being worth $15,000 a share. So that's 23 times what it's worth right now, which makes Tesla, and again, theoretic, this isn't happening. I get it. $2.2 trillion company. It's far-fetched, in my opinion, but people are talking about it. And then you throw on top of that the potential for SpaceX to become the largest Internet provider in Mm -hmm. the world. Yes. It's pretty— It's pretty darn crazy. It's pretty impressive, yeah.
2: And I think that, you know, what comes from all of this is the focus on excellence, the focus on pushing the envelope and attracting amazing talent— I think that, really, Elon and Tesla Mm -hmm. and SpaceX are firing on all cylinders, and I think that's part of the reason why the stock has gone so bonkers. Yeah,
0: and the next two questions were about Cybertruck and battery production capacity, which we talked about battery production capacity being the key, Cybertruck. How many can you make? He refused. He didn't answer the question, but he said that they have three to four years of what they think they can produce already in orders. Yes. Which, again, we don't know what those
2: numbers are, blah, blah, Well, and- but I'm like, if you go off by the numbers, again, battery constraint. I keep coming back to it. Battery constraint. Yeah. If you look at the numbers, I mean, they've produced 336,000 cars in 2019.
0: Right, but that's what he says. He's like, if we don't increase three hundred
2: and sixty six. If we don't 000, increase
0: sorry. our battery capacity, our ability to make batteries, we can basically produce that many cars again, just different, different. Percentages yeah, change of around the numbers, right? So it would be a hundred thousand less threes, but the hundred thousand Ys, right? Like it just moves. They're just basically right. moving the batteries from one platform to another platform, right. unless they can increase capacity. And he says that's the biggest reason why the semi hasn't been delivered yeah. because they've been putting all of those bezers. As we know, that's basically six Model Threes worth of batteries per semi. Right. Six Model 3s have a retail price of approximately three hundred thousand. The semi has a retail price of somewhere between one hundred and fifty thousand and two hundred thousand. So do the math and sell the threes because that's, you know, your margins are better.
2: And he said, quote, a bunch of other products, too, which who knows? You got energy
0: products, right? You got all kinds of things going on, but they basically need batteries.
2: They need batteries, and it sounds like they've got a lot of ideas for other things that they're not even going to pursue at this time because batteries. Batteries, 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 batteries.
0: And they were asked about high-passenger-density vehicles.
2: Yeah, he's like— you talked about this yeah. with that new Chevy mm-hmm. cruise bus. The origin, Like, yeah. how many people really do want to sit facing each other? He talked about the average number of people in a car, 1.2. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of people in a car. That's mm-hmm. less than two people. I know. And it might go up to 1.4. Okay, that's not, that right. is an underwhelming increase in the number of people. Look at the carpool lanes. But you
0: still got to make it. Good. I think you can still fix that. Like, if you made it better and all the buses were electric and they were quiet and you fixed that, that last and everybody mile had thing, Wi-Fi. right? And you fix that. Well, like la la subway, they have they added five G inside all of the subways now, so you're connected the uh, entire way. Yeah, I was on it recently, and it's five G. I was just
2: on it last week, and I didn't uh, I didn't know that
0: five G from Universal. There is all no five G. I thought. Well, it's five G E, whatever no, they're calling it. The but that's what 5G, they yeah. that's what they put underground. Nice. And so it's not Wi
2: Fi. It's five G. Yeah, it's five G. Okay, it's like it's basically cellular.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. Most people, I think, at this point, probably have unlimited data plans. No,
2: a lot of people don't. But I just got it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but I mean, from Universal to Staples Center. Yeah, you know, it was great. That helps a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Um, So then people asked him questions. The next question was about the differences between the three and the why. Like in terms of technology, because he talks about that a little bit. Oh, we have we're tweaking this and we're tweaking that, but, but right. he doesn't give any details, and he gave no real answer to that either. So, you know, again, he's he's holding things very close to the vest as it pertains to the why, um, and that's yeah. I was disappointed
2: because I really expected us to get a big why download on this investor call, mm-hmm. and they just held back on that. Yeah. I guess maybe they didn't have to yeah. because their earnings were up, their cash on hand was up, and their profitability was up. And so they didn't need to throw any more icing on this big cake.
0: Yeah. The next uh, main question that I wanted to talk about with you is the, somebody asked, why not borrow money? So right now, obviously Tesla's stock is gangbusters, this is interesting. So bear with me for a minute. So why, why not borrow money right now when the stock is super high, you know, and, and Elon said, well, why would we want to dilute the shares of the company? Why would we want to dilute the company by, by doing that basically? Um, and the guy said, Well, how about acquisitions? And Elon basically shot back at him. Who should we buy? Yeah, tell us. Tell me who we, tell me who we should buy. Because, look, I'd be buying. He's like, We are spending as much, we are spending money as fast as we can. Right. And
2: we're doing as much as, right as we right can. Exactly. In the right
0: way. Exactly. In the right way. And that's what we're doing. And it's then it's like that, the
2: limitation is not money. Yeah. The limitation is talent. Mm-hmm. In other words, engineers and people to build this stuff, and batteries. And batteries, absolutely.
0: And then the the next question was, what about debt paydown? And Elon was a little bit cheeky about this, and this is really the point that I wanted to get at. And he said, well, that's not a wise move because, again, it dilutes the shares of the company and sort of puts more shares out there and makes, makes the company less valuable. And he said, we paid down $500 million in debt in the last quarter, which I thought was interesting. However, Tesla's never had more debt. Also, Tesla's currently sitting on almost thirteen and a half billion dollars in debt.
2: Yeah, they took on a bunch in yeah. China. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. when you take when you factor all that in and their ability to be profitable, I don't know. I mean that that it, seems, it sound- seems like a lot of money, but but as the valuation of the company grows, see that's the the other interesting thing about it is right, when the company's worth fifty thousand fifty billion, and they owe nine billion. That's like twenty percent. But now that the company is worth one hundred and seventeen billion, and they owe thirteen billion, that's only ten percent. So, like, as the valuation of the company grows, their debt load actually increases. You know, as a percentage of of the company, and and that's a positive, I guess. But it's still money. That they owe?
2: Yeah, evidently the, the cost of servicing the debt he made sound as if it was trivial. I'm sure it's not trivial, but I guess it's worth it to have it. And this guy was saying, why not borrow more, yeah. pay down? I mean, it's like, that means buy, take debt?
0: I mean, every company, debt? I think even Apple probably has some debt, and they have $200 billion in the bank.
2: Right. Agree. They also talked a lot about batteries and how he's buying batteries from both CATL and LG and some smaller partnerships. But he was, he was pretty quick to say, oh, and our relationship with Panasonic is really great.
0: Yeah. And he even also though, talked about Maxwell. Even
2: though they were butting heads there multiple times. Yeah. But maybe that means that Gigafactory 1, or I should, you know, the nomenclature has changed. That's true. There's no more Gigafactory right. One, they're two, numbers, three, four. They're not numbers, they locations. Yeah, so Gigafactory Nevada. Yeah. Which I guess means there won't be a second Gigafactory
0: in Nevada. There could be. They'll just be Gigafactory Sparks, and then they'll say Gigafactory, Why wherever the you other use one is. Gigafactory
2: Sparks. I like that. It's got Gigafactory yeah. batteries. Well, if they Sparks. open a second
0: one in Nevada, then they likely will.
2: Maybe. So he was saying that uh, their Panasonic relationship is great. Yeah. And, uh, then people, they were, this one guy from New Street Research was asking about battery capacity, and this was the part of the call again that really got me in the gut. Mm-hmm. That it's it's all about batteries. I wish tomorrow they could triple their battery output mm-hmm. because that means I would see Cybertruck everywhere yeah. and not smell the freaking diesel fumes on the four hundred five and the one hundred ten freeways. And I would see Cybertruck. I would see Semi- everything rolling out and
0: Roadster.
2: Yes. And if they could make the batteries cheaper still and the price of the cars go down still, because that's one of the things that uh, he was telling this guy from Oppenheimer, that their pricing structure, it sounds like he was getting a little on Elon's, but for dropping the price so much in China, like, isn't that going to affect profitability? And Elon said, well, our goal is really to put cars in people's hands and not just, you know, ream for the most profit that we can. Mm-hmm. We're here for sustainable transportation. It was a really
0: interesting moment, to be honest with you, in an earnings call that he said that. I, I was...
2: know, but that's the truth. And yeah. that's why I never really expected, other than the price to – uh, um, uh, go up, I never really expected to get a lot of, sh- of you know, earnings, you know, dividends yeah. from my Tesla stock because Tesla is doing what needs to be done to but help.
0: But it's also not going to be a 501c3, dude. Like, it's not just going to be like a nonprofit at some point no. where they're just putting out cars and not making any money on them. I mean, that's no, that's
2: a, not true. I mean, they have to be, dream. they have to make money to be in business. Right. But at the same time. Dropping the price in China and having China sales
0: spike to like 1200 a day on one day? Right. That's crazy. But the they, margins are the same, right? The cars are cheaper, but the margins are the same. We talked about that a few minutes ago, right? Yeah. That's what he said. Like labor's cheaper. The supply line is cheaper. The logistics are cheaper. I don't have to ship them to China. All of those things reduce the cost of making the car to the point where even at Five or six thousand dollars less, and I don't know if that's the number. Whatever number it is, less the margin of profitability of their capex per vehicle is is the same. So that's great. As long as their margins stay the same, that means that their free cash flow basically stays the same and allows them to do what they need to do. They're not. Going deeper and deeper into debt for that specific thing. They're not taking a loss on those vehicles because they're making them cheaper. They're not having 10% margins on their Chinese made vehicles and 25% on their US made vehicles because that would make us all feel like we were subsidizing sort of cheaper cars. Yeah. I don't necessarily care, but you know, it is what it is. People, uh, things are cheaper in a lot of places than they are here, and things are more expensive in a lot of places than they are here. That's just the reality of capitalism in a lot of ways. Yes. Understood. And then the last thing about the battery that... The last question was sort of like, what's the deal with Maxwell? And he was a little... Again, a little standoffish, not really wanting to answer this question, but the we'll one quote
2: blow people's minds. Right.
0: But the quote was, yeah, it blows my it blows my mind what we're working on, and I know it.
2: Yes. And he said the rabbit hole runs goes way deep when it comes to cells and batteries, that they're next level. We know so much. I think all of that Damn. basically made every other car maker who's now venturing down the EV road very uncomfortable. Yeah, and they are Because all... it's the truth. Yeah. Tesla, they are they are orders of magnitude yeah. ahead of everyone else. And what was interesting today on in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. did you see the ad for uh, Hummer, the all-electric Hummer It's
0: coming and the Etron,
2: and the Etron, the Audi and the electric Porsche Taycan mm-hmm. which was a really weird ad where this dude is like stealing the tie can out of the Porsche Museum. Which looked very cool, by the way. It's very cool, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't even play up the fact. I mean, it was so, it went. it was gone in a second. But it's like, he's creeping behind the security guard.
0: Yeah. It's silent. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, I don't know if everybody really caught that.
0: I did, yeah.
2: That was cool. Right. Why didn't they just... Take the car out as well. They set off alarms, and then they had to have all these other Porsches chasing it. They right. should have had the fact that this thing is faster than almost all the other Porsches. Yeah,
0: it was. It was an interesting. I think Porsche was wanted to like really play up their entire brand, right, in that commercial, and Stupid. just say, "Hey, this is a member of this of the Porsche family." Maybe, and all. I mean, they were racing. not that it's
2: so much better, but of course, how many are they going to make? Four hundred.
0: Right. And it's also half as efficient as a Model S, right? True. Like So same size battery, 200 miles, less range. Right. Not not ideal. Which Elon mentioned on this call as well. He did, Nice indeed. little
2: circle back doesn't around. Wanna,
0: doesn't want to lose a chance. So it we, was
2: a very positive earnings call.
0: Yeah, it was great. He seemed very upbeat. They all seemed, you know, very happy. Obviously, a great fourth quarter, great year overall. They really have... Started to build a lot of momentum, and again, the stock price is showing right in all of that. Like for the most part, people who invest this kind of money—what kind? Just stock markety and kinds of money, right? They're you not. You mean st- like the institutional investors? Anybody, right? They think about it. They're not stupid, right? They look at the company and they say, "What is the opportunity here?" right like to get in on a company let's say tesla in the next 4 years has the ability to build four more factories uh you know two in europe another one in another part of china maybe another one in the east coast of the us maybe yes. even potentially one in south america then they have the possibility of being four times bigger than they are currently in the next four years. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't sign up for that? You mean buy buy shares?
2: Right. Yeah. No, the potential is unreal. And that's where this article by ARK Investors that just mm-hmm. came out on the 31st of January caught my eye. I thought that was kind of wild that they have – a, 20, a 2024 expected value per share for Tesla of $7,000. In what year?
0: 2024? 2024. Four years from now. So that's 10x current that prices.
2: is 10x, yes. And
0: it wasn't even that, that high. That makes them a trillion-dollar company.
2: Yes. And that gives Elon a bunch of those stock tranches that yeah. gives him percentage each 50, 000, 50 million yeah. value in the stock. It's going to
0: dump all that money
2: into And Mars. their bear case, <laughs> their bear case. I mean, they say, what if mm-hmm. Tesla goes bankrupt? What if they can never raise any capital? Those are really bad scenarios. But their bear case is that it would be worth 1500 a share.
0: Which is double, the almost bull, triple.
2: Yeah, the bull case is 15000 a share.
0: Which makes it a $2 trillion company.
2: And if Tesla hits on everything, including autonomous driving and the robo-taxi fleet, They've put down that Tesla could be worth twenty three thousand dollars a share.
0: That's an amazing amount of money. That's like silence. It is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. It's, have it's to calculate hard. It's hard can... to fathom. But but again, in all of that, so what they do then, if that is the case, right? We're talking about massive volume. Massive amount of volume, massive amount more cars Yeah, 20 they million a year Really, really at that point would behoove them to not have sniggly little problems with the cars right? Fit that, and finish That yeah. have to like constantly be sent in It would behoove them to really, really dial in their customer service a little bit more It would behoove them to obviously increase their uh, supercharging capabilities they you know they got a lot of work to do to get there but yes. those sorts of valuations will allow them to do that work for sure.
2: Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, just bringing over a lot of people from other mm-hmm. uh, other parts of the car realm, service and sales mm-hmm. and service customer service mm-hmm. and train them up to be sort of in the Tesla ethos. Yeah.
0: And for sure, you know, this show is not unbiased in a lot of ways but we both went to the car show mm-hmm. there's nobody close nobody not even close and if you look about and even if you think about it from a business standpoint there's right. nobody close to being able to be as vertically integrated as tesla is mm-hmm. not even close gm is years away and you know the crazy
2: thing is uh, on this show we Complain mm-hmm. a fair amount about superchargers. Right? Uh-huh. Standing in line at supercharger, the superchargers. We, only... well, one of us definitely yeah. complains a I, lot. I don't. I mean, it's true. The other night, maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I think it. I I think. It might actually have been since I borrowed the Model 3, so I have to pay a little money. I was, like, really low. I think I was down to, like, less than 40 miles. Mm. I pulled in here. I was
0: 16 today.
2: I, (laughs) (laughs) I should have pulled in here and just gone to sleep on the floor of the studio. But I was at the Thousand Oaks Supercharger on my way home. I had, like, 30 maybe miles in the car. It was orange, or it was telling me, you know, mm-hmm. no bad things are happening. Yeah, bad things will be happening. Mm-hmm. And I plugged into the supercharger literally at three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and I could only get 60 kilowatts out of the charger. That Thousand Oaks I was one the got some issues. Only
0: person there. Yeah, it's that Thousand Oaks one. So I we think.
2: complain about it, but what's the alternative? There is not one. I'm going to buy a Chevy and a Hummer, and I'm going to go plug it in where? I'm going to buy a Porsche. Where am I? Where, oh, wait. Porsche, they, they, will, they will charge at 300 kilowatts. Is that right? 500 kilowatts? Where?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Nowhere. Nowhere. No, I mean they're it.
0: building a network,
2: Paul, oh, Robert. Oh, right. Yeah. When is it coming in they're 2020?
0: I, I mean, they're building it, and, and any bit of capacity is helpful. So let me tell you about superchargers then.
2: Please. Yeah. How many superchargers do you think opened since our last show on January 12th till now? 20 days. 22. You are so close. Mel, how many superchargers do you
0: think? I hate superchargers. Wait a line. Not enough. I was
2: just going to leave a blank space so he could drop it in tomorrow.
0: Oh, well then, yeah, you should edit that part out then. Dude. <laughs> you want to huh. ask it again?
2: Mel, how many superchargers do you think? happened in the last 20 days
0: not enough oh wait i did it again
2: <laughs> i think there was enough space for him yeah. to cut
0: it's a different it's also a different uh, line so it doesn't matter it's a different track
2: so he can just blank you out yeah. from the whole show mm-hmm, yeah. just be me talking to him
0: yep it's true yeah.
2: so we have 19 new superchargers nice we have two in poland that's cool the first two in poland Okay In Warsaw and, and
0: Radom Does that complete any kind of like travel corridor that was sort of uncomplete before? Because that's kind of an important thing, Yeah, if you want right? to do
2: kind of a loop around the western side of Poland, it does Okay In fact and uh, I do But guess how many plugs there are in Warsaw?
0: I'm going to say four Two I'm going to say half of four <laughs>
2: How many do you think in Radom?
0: Also two Four Damn it <laughs> <laughs> you got me on that one. And Robert. they're they're the standard superchargers. One fifties, one twenties, one twenties. That's yeah. pretty good, though. Yeah, they I guess there's not
2: them, much demand out there. Didn't give a metro charger. We've got two in Germany, three in Canada, one in Taiwan. We got some in Florida, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New York, and Connecticut. So no, it's not all in California. That's good. Construction. How many do you think went into construction?
0: Sixteen. Twenty-six. I know. Hold on. Twenty-six. What do you think, Mal? <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. I don't know.
2: And one of those was in Serbia. Ooh. So here's a theme. We're starting that's to cool. move into Eastern, Eastern Europe. Europe. yeah. And then permit, we have nine new superchargers that have been permitted. So this is a good week or a good two weeks yeah, that's for great. superchargers. And I'm glad that... Because of that big rush of superchargers at the end of 2019, yeah. that now we're not like they didn't just push those forward and everybody's taking a break. They're actually continuing the ramp up of the superchargers, mm-hmm. which is so very important, especially since, well, I guess superchargers need to match battery production. Mm-hmm. Is that Would you say that's right?
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think those they're, are they're the, definitely interrelated. Those are for two sure.
2: constraining elements mm-hmm. in Tesla's success.
0: Although you know, if you're if you buy a Tesla, you should uh, put a charger in.
2: Yeah, charge
0: at home. Not need the supercharger.
2: That's mostly what I do. Yeah, and you as well. Yeah. So, what's your media pick this week? Uh, well, Mel. <laughs>
0: Oh, those are great, dude. Yeah, I can't wait to watch or listen to both of those, or I'm gonna, I'm all gonna, three of them: I know
2: I'm not going to read
0: it. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have three media picks. Holy one sh... One for TV, one for watch, one for read. You bought a new watch? No, no, no. One for watching, oh. one for reading. You don't watch television? And one for listening.
2: Uh, I see. Watch, listen, read. Like
0: the three monkeys. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, except speak no evil it doesn't matter unless you're reading your book aloud. <laughs> so, the TV pick is uh, s- season four, episode one of Lost LA on PBS. It's on PBS SoCal. You should be able to get it in your local PBS area. I'm not sure. But the episode is called Griffith Park The Untold Story. Very interesting. They talk, they go through Griffith Park and they talk about the archive and and when Mr. Griffith turned it over to the city to, you know, get some tax relief. Wow. But it's massive. That sounds massive. Cool. Park and very interesting and I learned a lot on that one. The book is called A Gentleman in Moscow, which I recently finished. It is a a fiction a novel about a man who was a count, I believe, in Tsarist Russia.
2: One <laughs> Two, three, very nicely
0: four. done, and and then at the revolution was was tried for being a, a bourgeois, and and instead of being killed, that's
2: different than a bourgeois. <laughs>
0: yeah, instead of being killed, was forced to live in a hotel, live out the rest of his days oh, in a hotel. Where did
2: I hear about this? It's
0: very very good. Okay, very very good. Did and he have
2: room service?
0: He. Did, well, they did have some room service, okay, yes, cool. indeed, but then he ended up working in the restaurant, was in the hotel. Like, was there
2: like a pool on the roof?
0: It's one, It's really wonderful. Okay. It's. I mean, it could be pretty sweet. When I finished, and, then, and, and here's a part, at right around page 315,
2: 315, 315 okay.
0: 314, there's a point where he is in his room, and somebody that he, an acquaintance of his, had given him a phonograph and some records, and he played... A record, and this record that he played was a Tchaikovsky concerto. Okay, that was recorded at, um, I believe it was Radio City Music Hall or or whatever it was in the book. And I actually finished that page and then played that exact piece of music uh, on my iPhone. Oh, wow. And, like, really gives you a nice sense of place. So it was really quite wonderful experience overall.
2: So you were listening to the music that was being played in the book. In the book. Whoa. Exactly. Meta.
0: Very, very cool. And then the music pick is not that music pick, but it's a band called I'm With Her... Intense. And the album is called "See You Around." It's bluegrass. Three very, very talented ladies who each have their own solo careers, and they come together for this band. And they are just very, very wonderful. And well, Robert, what do you got for us?
2: To watch, I started watching this show called Cheer. It's about cheerleading. Interesting. It's a very interesting show. It's, uh, it it is on parallel with what I feel when I watch the Super Bowl or when I watch a really good NBA game and the amazing players and the commitment and the unbelievably hard work that they do to get as good as they are. And in this it's about this school called Navarro which I I never heard of in Texas which has won I think more national cheerleading championships, it's a community college. So get this. Usually colleges, they compete for cheerleading champions. Mm -hmm. And if you have four years in a college, then you've got quite a bit of time to work on your technique and your abilities. It's sort of like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's gymnastics, it's dance, it's a bit of circus.
0: strength. Oh,
2: amazing. Everything. And they have four years to do that. Well, not in a community college. you got two years.
0: Well, I mean, I went to community college for a long time. Yeah.
2: Maybe three. I don't (laughs) know. But still, it's more accelerated. Yeah. And this one community college has won more of these championships than any. And this is a kind of a Mm docudrama of what they go through. It goes into detail of the various performers it's, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, through three episodes of yeah. it and I'm hooked and I think it's really great.
0: This is on Netflix?
2: Netflix. Yeah. And then I started reading a book because Elon told me to. It's called Surface Detail by Ian Banks. Okay. And uh, I kind of partly read it because I'd read one of his other books in the past. This is a very futuristic uh, science fiction writer and he is bouncing my head up against this ceiling, this glass ceiling of trying to understand what the world, the universe could look like in a few thousand years with the developments that are going on, the various levels of civilizations, one through eight or nine Mm -hmm. that have like orders of magnitude difference between them. And like, you know, one ship of this culture group that's they call them the GSVs, is so sophisticated that if another lower civilization would want to try to attack it, they won't even get a scratch on the ship. Mm-hmm. It's just very cool. cool. The book goes all over the place. You're like following different characters, and it takes a while mm-hmm. for it all to sort of like start to gel and start to come together. I'm a, a little over halfway through, and now I'm at the point where I'm starting to see where this is going to go, and it's very cool. Nice. Yeah, very something cool. to get your head around, really push your limits on storytelling.
0: I like it. And A Gentleman in Moscow was written by Amor Towles, T-O-W-L-E-S. What a great name, Amor. I know. A-M-O-R. Amor, maybe? Amor. Uh, maybe. Amor. And I'm with her is Sarah Jeroz, Afi Al- a- 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 O'Donovan, and Sarah Watkins. And they're excellent. Sarah Gerosa is one of my favorite bluegrass artists of all time. Excellent. I've seen her 6 times at least. She's wonderful.
2: What a great way. And how about letters?
0: Letters? Oh, we don't. Uh, do we have any letters? I don't know. I don't think so.
2: Nobody uh, either nobody ever writes us anymore or our no.
0: producers. Well, aren't. we can look and see if there's anything. Let's real quick since you asked. Let's go to let's go to the Facebook. Ah, the Facebook. Let's see if anybody's sent us any messages via the Facebook that we never answer. Yeah. Because I said I would check more often. So, you know, I don't want to be a liar.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't have any particular questions that I can think of that people have Twittered me. Uh, but the reality is that we would love to hear from you. Yeah. and
0: so be great.
2: Put put any of your questions, since I follow the Twitter on a pretty regular basis, at R-R-O-S-E-N-B-L. Mm-hmm. That's my name, shortened. Robert name. Rosenblum. Yeah. yeah. I picked that because that's the that was the moniker I was given in 19, what, 94 when I first started playing on the Internet. And so I've kept it ever since. So send me your questions. I'd love to put them in the show. I have a lot of people who direct message me and uh, – It was great to see you. It was great to see Mel back from Australia. Time lag and all of that. Mm. Was it? Well, I wouldn't say he was at his sharpest.
0: (laughs) We'll find out. But Uh, still love him. We did get a message from Norm Reckman on Talking Tesla. Uh, You were recently talking about the need for a feature where you can immediately watch your SentryCam videos. There's now a product called The Roadie, which accomplishes it. Check it out at tryrody.com. I have not tried this out. It is a wireless dash cam viewer for Tesla cars. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an app. But thank you, Norm, for sending that over. And, uh... Let's see, on January 22nd, hi guys, today's Elon Daily suggestion to get out, experience the fresh air, and even snap a panorama photo, that was you, dude. suddenly popped into my head while exiting a business seminar today with the founder of MapQuest, of all things, this is the former Buffalo State Hospital for the Insane, a sprawling H.H. H. Richardson structure that is now a boutique hotel and conference center. No destination charging on site, but the car was juicing up about a minute away on foot. What a spectacular sight, if you don't mind the original use. John in Buffalo. Thank you, John. What a wonderful photo. He sent a 360 panorama, a little snow on the ground, a wonderful looking. Uh, hospital. I'll
2: have to come over and take a peek. Wow, that.
0: very very cool. So, and that... I just
2: uh, checked the test talking Tesla Twitter account. Mm-hmm. The last question we had was from December nineteenth. Okay, but there have been a number of message requests, but they say things like "message hidden due to suspicious content." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, continue to send your stuff via Facebook. Continue to reach out to us via Twitter. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Mel will be. Uh, Participating? He'll be participating soon. He's very jet lagged. Yes, and uh, he enjoyed his Super Bowl very much. All right, that's it for us. We'll be back in about two weeks. We will indeed. Yeah. Have a lovely day. Wonderful.
2: Bye. Bye.
1: Again, thanks to the boys for doing the heavy lifting and uh, I'll be talking to you in the next uh, day or so about all of the plans for the show. The big show, the large show, the grand show, the daily show, the Model Y show. What did he just say?